Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Beyond Sunday podcast, episode 13. And we are in for a doozy because today that we are recording it on is Election Day in the United States of America. And uh, we are talking a little bit this morning. We are talking, we're going digging or beyond Sunday into uh, what we talked about on Sunday in the passage, Genesis 40. Joseph uh, interpreting the dreams of the cup bearer and the baker that were thrown into prison by Pharaoh for something that they did. Uh, we're not told exactly what that was. And we're going to see how that can relate to all of the circumstances that we are in today. So with me is Josh Sweetman. Josh, how's it going? Going well, thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're we're so dig us in, uh, Josh. Let's let's uh, see how we can uh, go beyond Sunday. I just wanted to mention too, what is kind of cool about this podcast is it reminds me of what used to happen Sunday afternoons when uh, family members would get together or we'd have friends over after church. We'd end up talking about the sermon or the service or anything uh, church related uh, with 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 one another. I remember as a kid witnessing sometimes some very heated discussions that could come out of there as uh, different opinions clashed, so to speak. Uh, I don't think we'll see that so much uh, between us, however, uh, Josh, which is good, but it's still, it's, it's yeah. kind of a fun thing. And I know um, uh, some, some pastors have mentioned, well, yeah, it's just a time for the, the pastors to get roasted, but I don't think it's, it's that so much as Hey, let's uh, interact with what the Word of God is saying, and and how it affects our lives. So, uh, Joseph, just to recap, Joseph in prison. Uh, these two other guys get thrown into prison with him. Uh, he gets to know them. He looks after them, and he knows them well enough that uh, after uh, they both receive dreams during the night, uh, visions from God, he sees that they're demeanor their their countenance is totally different than it was the day before and joseph recognized this this he's he's kind of an outward focused person uh he's concerned about those around him and he asked them what's going on mm-hmm. tell josh what was going on <laughs> <laughs> man yeah i mean there's there's definitely a lot to uh lot to unpack here um you know, as we talked about this uh, passage on on Sunday, and uh, and thinking about uh, this story, like I guess the the question that bounced around in my in my head at least was, okay, so you have these you have these two guys here, uh, this cupbearer and this baker, and uh, you know through this, you know they have these dreams. Joseph tells them, you know that one is going to you know, uh, be successful, get out of this prison. The other one, not so much. <laughs> it's kind of the end of the line for them. And, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, you, you hear that story and you're like, well, how is like, why, why one and not the other, you know, like, it, I don't know. It just seems it's a, it's an interesting kind of thing as to like, why, why the cupbearer, not the baker, you know, we really don't know anything about these guys really besides their dreams. And so 
why, 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 why the cupbearer, not the baker? I that's the question I was bouncing around my head as uh, yeah. I listened in. So, yeah, and, it, and it's one of those peculiarities of the Bible is that we're not often told why. Right. Circumstances happen. Uh, we are told why all of these things are happening to Joseph at the end, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when he confronts his brother and he's talking to his brothers. And even after their, their father dies, uh, they get worried that Joseph is going to now take vengeance upon them. And, and Joseph lays it out there quite brilliantly. He says, you know, you guys intended this for evil. But God intended all these circumstances for good, for the salvation of many. And I think we see that, too, in, um, in certain circumstances. It doesn't seem from our perspective uh, a rational um, application of God's grace uh, to one person and not to another. In fact, even if we look at, at um, uh, Joseph's dad and his uncle, um, mm -hmm. if we were to look at the character of Jacob and Esau, uh, Esau is kind of the guy, like, I'm like, you know, he's outdoorsy, he's, you know, into nature and, you know, hunting and that sort of thing like it's kind of a cool guy and he seems like a a nice guy you know maybe a little bit high tempered and maybe a little bit uh you know foolish and trading his birthright for a bowl of stew that he could have just gone out and made himself perhaps or who mm. knows what right yeah. uh and yet joe uh, jacob on the other hand seems like this conniver this deceiver and uh this you know, less than stellar human being. And yet God chose him uh, mm -hmm. over Esau. And it, it just doesn't seem fair. <laughs> and so is this another case where, you know, the cupbearer and the baker, maybe both were great guys. Um, sure. Maybe they, they got caught up in a conspiracy against Pharaoh and they ended up, neither one had anything to do with it. Or maybe one was guilty. Maybe they, the baker was was trying to poison Pharaoh with his bread. Who knows? Well, you know, it's just a bit of speculation there. Mm -hmm. um, although I, you would suspect the cupbearer would be the one who would be <laughs> most likely to be able to poison the the, right. the king, right? So um, it's 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 one of those fascinating things. And yet, the reason that they are brought into the story uh, is because of the role and their closeness to Pharaoh. And, you know, Joseph asked the cupbearer, hey, remember me when you go back and when you are restored into Pharaoh's court and get me out of this prison sooner rather than later. You know how great a guy I am. I've been hanging out with you these last couple of years or however long they were in prison with Joseph. And, um, you know, remember me. And, of course, he forgets until the <laughs> Lord gives Pharaoh a dream and, and no one can interpret the dream for Pharaoh. And then the cupbearer is like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that reminds me. There was this guy. Uh, where was that now? Was that in the market? No, that wasn't in the market. Oh, of course, you know, you'd remember it was in prison, right? Right. That's how Joseph comes out and gets uh, placed in second in command over all of Egypt. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's fascinating how all of these things work. And it, uh, it ties into something we were just talking beforehand. Josh, you mentioned something um, even in your email yesterday. Sure. Uh, ties in together with God's sovereignty. Uh, mm. Isn't that right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Tying into, yeah, that, that this whole plan of, you know, this plan of salvation. And, and yeah, I think we talked about this the, the last time we were on too, of this, yeah, just God's sovereignty overall that, um, that he works all of these things for the salvation of his people. And, you know, through these, through Old Testament stories, through the Bible, we're able to see this again and again of God's plan. And, and like you're mentioning there, we see it in Joseph's story here with the cupbearer and the, and the baker that, that, okay, so, you know, why, why the cupbearer, not the baker? Well, I mean, we really don't know, but then we're able to see in God's plan, oh, hey, this cupbearer comes back and, you know, says to Pharaoh, hey, there's this guy. And again, God working in this way that it's just, wow. I mean, like, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it really is astounding to think about that he's working all of these things together so that, uh, so that the salvation uh, can come. And that's, uh, it never ceases to amaze me when we see it in stories like this and seeing, uh, you know, even, even God's mercy in this, that, you know, like, yeah, none of us deserve, uh, you know, this, this grace, uh, you know, we deserve this punishment and yet it's God's mercy that he saves any at all. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, just uh, really fascinating as we go through the story of Joseph, we're uh, throughout every one, I think we're able to see uh, God's sovereignty uh, on display. Uh, and yeah, that, that should give us hope that, you know, God works uh, works in our lives and has given us uh, Jesus who has worked all these things out for our salvation and hard for us to see. Absolutely. I can't imagine, uh, you know, you know, I'm being in some circumstances and thinking like, all right, where is this all going? And yet knowing and trusting that God has this all uh, in his hands and that it's not, it's not my job to figure all of that out. Uh, I can't, <laughs> and, and uh, but but he's got this all planned planned out, and I, I think that that's it, it's it's scary and comforting all at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it's like um, uh, we we pray to God to mm -hmm. you know help us get through certain certain circumstances that we're facing. Uh, whether it's a diagnosis of, of some sort or a loved one uh, receiving bad news or whether it's this pandemic that we're, we're living through. Um, and sometimes the Lord seems to rescue us immediately. He acts very quickly. He, um, you know, reduces the, the diagnosis or, or sometimes healing is provided miraculously or through treatments. And, and things that looked really bleak at one point turn out to be different than others. And sometimes he just carries us through mm -hmm. um, the difficult situation. And so if we make that analogy to the storms of life, sometimes they get, they get calmed immediately. And sometimes he, he just helps us ride those waves until we can come into shore again, right? Yeah. And yeah. So I think what we have to remind ourselves can, con you know, constantly is, is yes, God is sovereign. And he's got the whole world in his hands and he's, he's taking care of things. And if he's as attentive to 
you know, this one guy, Joseph, in a prison, and he's orchestrating even whom get Pharaoh sends into that prison and whom Pharaoh chooses to, to save and to not save. And, and Joseph right. is one who's able to interpret from the Lord the, the dreams that they receive. Um, I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's a good reminder for us to remember that, that God is in control and we can trust in him. And then that's the interpretation that we can bring into the world uh, to those around us. That as we have conversations with people and they express their fears about the pandemic or the, the election in the States uh, or, or any of these things, we can remind them, we can point them to, and we can say, hey, uh, there were dark times in history. Uh, mm -hmm. 70-year famine is coming to, to Egypt uh, in this time with Joseph, right? Yeah. Um, there's, you know, going to be uh, good presidents and bad presidents. Uh, there's, you know, so far, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there because I don't want any hate mail. Uh, I don't, I'm not making any claims as to uh, past or current presidents uh, serving at this time or who might be elected uh, at this time as well. Um, that's a judgment call somebody else can make as to whether or not they've been good. Um, <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, even as we face these things, even as we come into different circumstances in our lives, we can apply the principle of God's sovereignty to give us that peace and assurance even if we don't understand why something is happening or how it could work out, that we can trust that it will work out for our good. And then it's a matter of, okay, how do we take the information that's coming to us from the world and how do we understand it? Mm -hmm. How do we understand the world from a, a biblical perspective, uh, a biblical worldview? And, and how do we then engage people with other worldviews to help them to examine their own worldview and determine whether or not it's true or false. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, uh, you know, as, as you're kind of uh, yeah, talking there about that, you know, I was struck by the thought of thinking of God's sovereignty and thinking about how we, uh, you know, see this in culture and uh, you know, a few, Oh man, I don't even remember what year the song came out, but I mean, uh, you know, Canadians are always proud of their, uh, the people that are from Canada. And one of the people that they, that Canadians uh, seem to be drawn to is uh, the rapper Drake. And Drake a few years ago came out with a song called God's Plan. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't know much about, you know, Drake's background aside from that he, you know, starred on the show Degrassi and, you know, as a Canadian, and that's pretty much all I know. Okay. Uh, but I don't know much about his, his faith, but I mean, he still puts this song out here of, you know, God's plan. And, and in that song, there's, uh, there's a line in there that somebody has to be watching this stuff close. So all of the stuff that's gone on in his life, you know, that he meets certain producers that produce his music and, you know, that, that he was, he was, uh, you know, uh, somewhere at a certain time. And so without knowing much about his background, but based on his songs and lyrics, I mean, I don't, I don't, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to pass judgment, but I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing that that church attendance isn't, isn't in his regular uh, thing. And maybe it is, and I'm completely off base, but regardless uh, there was some recognition, even within that very secular song that he put out of like, 
hey, somebody, and in this case, I mean, he named it that, you know, that somebody is watching over all what's going on. You know, he's noticing that like, hey, these things like, wow, I just can't, you know, I can't make those things happen. You know, I would have never been in those, in those circumstances. So somebody has to be watching this. And I mean, in his song, like he, he gives that to God. Now, what exactly he means, I can leave that up to interpretation. You can look at those lyrics and whatever, but I still think it's interesting that even somebody who isn't connected in that, uh, to God necessary can all of a sudden begin to see, whoa, hey, wait, like there's, there's something more here. And I think like, I mean, how awesome that God can even work in those uh, situations and give us the chance to share those, you know, and then we have the opportunity to share with others. Hey, these are the things that I've seen God do uh, in my life or in the life of others. And when we're able to start sharing those things, all of a sudden now it, uh, yeah, it's, it's that effective now. Oh, okay. This is, this is who God is. And I mean, we see it through the story of Joseph and I think, you know, we, we continue to see it today in the way God uses us, his people to bring about the good news, to share that good news with other people. And is it hard? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, but it's, it's, uh, it is, yeah, it can be intimidating to, to talk to, to people about faith. Sure. Um, it's, in, it's fascinating. I was talking to a fellow a couple of years ago when I was still in Ontario. And uh, he was saying, you know, it's much, much harder to talk about faith with Canadians than it is to talk to, I think he was speaking in the context of speaking with, with Muslims. He said, oh yeah, we can have faith conversations. I can have all kinds of faith conversations with Muslims because faith is such a huge part of their life. Whereas a lot of Canadians are kind of anti-faith or or post-Christian or post-faith or post-whatever. And so they're they're kind of unreceptive. But then to hear, you know, if if an artist like Drake is asking those questions, yeah, then we know that other people are asking these questions as well. And so it's a it's a tactic that we can use. And um, I recommend reading that book, uh, the book called Tactics, by a guy named Greg Kokel. And it's just all about having how to have conversations with people about your faith and how to engage them and find out what, what they believe. And that's one of the cool things. I mean, um, you could almost strike up a conversation with somebody at Tim Hortons or Starbucks or wherever you happen to frequent. And you could ask them, Hey, have you heard this song by Drake? Uh, <laughs> Who's Drake? Great. You know, I think yeah, yeah. he's part of Degrassi. Like, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing. That. <laughs> uh, you know, like, uh, you, you, you find a way to to ask a question mm-hmm. and ask them what they believe, you know, yeah. ask them and, and engage them and, and not just ask so that you can get them to pray the prayer, uh, you know, of salvation, but rather just engage them in the conversation and see if we can, in a conversation, leave something for them to keep on chewing on, uh, mm-hmm. to keep on thinking about, you know, kind of like you did. Uh, after Sunday, just thinking about the cupbearer and the baker. Why, why? What was wrong with his food that he, you know, 
had his his head cut off and was hung right. on a tree or whatever, right? Like that, that's that sounds awful, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just just trying to to talk with people and figure out where they're at, find out where they're at, mm-hmm. and just engage in conversations and and learn about them. Um, in our day and age, I think that's one of the things that people are uh looking for they want to they want to be heard and of course that's why social media is the crazy crazy it is um right but it's it's because i think there's a lacking in that interpersonal connection that face-to-face connection so that as we have opportunities uh you know while maintaining safe practices during covid right we can do that and we can engage in conversations that way yeah, absolutely. I mean, just just engaging in those conversations, I think you've, you've nailed it is 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 key, you know, because that's when those conversations start happening. That's uh, when we can yeah, begin to uh, explore uh, those different things. And, and it starts with just, yeah, those wondering questions. And, and really, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, that's for for you listening to this podcast for, for everyone listening. I mean, that's the. That's the idea behind this whole podcast, right? Yeah. Is, to, is to now have those conversations and, and like, it's okay to, to wonder, like to, to, Hey, have a, have a question, like, like what, what, and to start that conversation with somebody that was listening with you or that was, or, you know, that you are, uh, you know, wanting to share you know, the service with them from our church, you know, I mean, those are the opportunities to, to look for. So to be aware of and attentive, and I think that's something you mentioned on Sunday, was to be attentive to those situations, to finding those who are, are, um, are struggling or that have those questions and to be able to just say, Hey, what did you think of, of this? And, you know, uh, yeah, like you mentioned at the forefront, you know, when when these uh, sessions, can, you know, uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, people uh, in what was typically known as a roast the pastor session. Listen, I mean, I, I grew up, my dad's a pastor. So, I mean, like, uh, you know, I mean, like when we would come home from Sunday, you know, it was like, ask dad all the questions, you know, and he, he was probably sick of it. It's no wonder he took like a two hour nap afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that and... That a pastor I was talking to, he said, um, preaching a sermon, leading a worship service takes as much energy as an eight hour shift. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So, it does. And so, <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, but all, all that, uh, all that, uh, aside, like, yeah. yeah, being able to start those conversations to have the talk to say, Hey, you know, like, what did you, what did you think of this? And that would, that would be the goal of this. Like, if you have those questions, like talk with one another, you know, ask those questions, you know, it's a uh, uh, conversation can be healthy in that way. Uh, yeah. yeah. And people will disagree, no doubt. And, uh, yeah. Anything, and and but, it's not like we have to be unanimous on everything either. We can have disagreements and, and sometimes we discover that our disagreements are misunderstandings. Right. And, and through the conversation we come, right. Uh, you know, um, so that's all right. You know, yeah. just engage and yeah. converse and, and, you know, give grace um, and be patient and, and don't assume that we know everything that the other person is saying already. 
and and then being willing to learn, right? To be corrected, uh, to um, to be challenged, and right. and that's okay too. And that's part of life, right? I think that's why Jesus designed the church to be all these different generations. So you always have the older saying, uh, no, we need to take a more patient look. And the younger saying, no, no, we need to act now. And, and somewhere in the middle, we, we kind of find our way together, right? So, yeah, so. yeah. And together, yeah, doing doing the work, uh, you know, doing this work that uh, God is, you know, to build god's kingdom here and and that he is using us i mean unbelievable that he can use us as as sinful people as we are and yet uses us to uh build this kingdom and realizing that yeah he's using a lot of broken people as he did in this story and we can yeah, realize that yeah god it's it's god's work to choose who's saved and who's not saved it's our work just to get out there and to share and to have these conversations, you know, God will take care of that, those bigger things, the bigger, yes. of who's going to get saved and who will not. And for us are, you know, it's to go out and share this good news so that we are redeemed through Christ. And that's, wow. I mean, in a time where there's not a lot of good news, uh, boy, I mean, now, now the, the time is, is right to share some, I think. And, uh, yeah, it makes the good news even greater, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been awesome, Josh. Yeah. Uh, always great to get together and sure. uh, record these together. And I'm looking forward to next week and yeah. digging, uh, digging in again and, and going beyond Sunday and into the week. So uh, God's blessings on you and your family. And on uh, everyone who's who's listening, may the, the peace of Christ be with everyone. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Or listen, or hear, or I don't know, whatever. How does it work with podcasts? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah, wh whatever. We'll we'll see you next time. <laughs> awesome. God bless.